You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Every year, we would normally allot two, two weeks, one to two weeks, uh, to just, you know, reminisce how we all started here as a ministry dito po sa, sa, sa Victory. Now, hindi po kailasan nyo that uh, ang Victory po ay bunga ng uh, mission work ng mga young American students at, uh, uh, in 1984. At mula po noon, uh, it has been part of our heart, it has been part of our DNA as a church, as a ministry, to really pour out you know, everything for the works of God in other nations especially in the area of missions. Kaya po, you know, every time we make this series, uh, every year, it is just our way of reminding ourselves how we all started and what we are and will still do hanggang dumating na po ang Panginoon. Today, we'll be talking about missions. Now, so as I've said, um, we'll be talking, this is a standalone series, actually parang series break, but in a way, hindi rin, because we have connected this to sa ating last series, All and Nothing. If you still remember, last week I shared with you uh, how Paul ended his letter to the Colossians wherein he started asking for the believers doon sa Colossae to pray for him, especially for open doors upang maipangaral niya ang salita ng Diyos. Now, because of that, we felt like magandang idugtong na rin dito itong tungkol sa world mission. Uh, gaya po sinabi ko kanina, ang world mission po, ang pagbimission po ay bahagi po ng ating movement. At alam niyo ba ang dahilan kung bakit ang tawag natin instead na church's movement? Alam niyo kung bakit? Simple. Because we always love to move. Yun yun. So, meaning, we're not satisfied with just meeting like this. We're not satisfied na, you know, marami lang dumadalo. We wanted to reach out the lost. We wanted to plant churches just like what we did, you know, uh, three months ago. And by the way, I, I would also like you to, to include this in your prayer. Hopefully, by faith, Next year, we will also be planting a church in Paranaque. So, palapakan natin ang Diyos para po dyan. So, kung meron po kayo mga kaibigan, kamag-anak, uh, pamilya, na mga taga-Paranaque, si Pastor Jonathan po Ramirez ang mga ngunguna doon sa gawain. Okay, praise God. Now, so today, um, as I've said a while ago, here in Victory, we, we, you know, missions is one of our crown jewels. You know, we really spend time, we spend even our resources to just obey God when He said, you have to go and make disciples of all nations. So, seryoso po tayo rito, kaya nga again, naglalaan tayo taon-taon para pag-usapan to, para paalalahanan natin na tayo rin po ay nagmula sa misyon. So, ang pag-usapan natin ngayon din, dahil marami po mga Kristiyano ang naniniwala sa prinsipyo, you know, they believe in the principles of, of missions, Kaya lang, ang, ang challenge lang is that they neglect its practice. Ayan, nasa si po. Of course, there are many reasons. Bakit? Marahil yung iba po is because they, they thought, ang akala po nila, that missions are just for the ilang specially trained na individual. Hindi po. Ito po ay para sa lahat ng mga mana ng palataya. Another possible reason, bakit? Is because when they get, you know, they, they get caught up, with the uh, daily concerns and y- yung mga pressures and challenges na inarap nila, uh, the tendency is to really forget or sometimes nga, set aside itong sinasabi ng Panginoon. So, ngayon po, I- I'm-, I'm really believing and hoping that we would see the value, yung value when we participate 
in what God is doing, not just here in Las Piñas, not just here in the Philippines, but even in the whole world. So may request every one of you to stand up, please. Tayo po tayong lahat, at babasahin natin dalawang talata. And, uh, you know, marami akong gusto ibigay na kwento sa inyo, so gawin natin ito ng mabilis. Verses 1 and 2, basahin natin sabay-sabay. Let's start. After these, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of Him two by two into every town and place where he himself was about to go. Verse 2, he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Father God, I pray, help us by the power of your Spirit that we may be able to see the value of just participating in what you are doing, not just here in the Philippines, but all over the world. I even pray, God, as you have encouraged us, and ask for the Lord of the harvest to send laborers in the field. For we acknowledge, Lord, that truly the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. And Lord, here we are. Make us, use us, send us, O God, so that we could reach out to the lost and fulfill your great commission. This is what we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You may now have your seats. Okay. Now, um... May mga ilang bagay po uh, na gusto kong bigyan ng diin, uh, lalo po dito, especially when we have just read, lalo tong sa, sa Luke chapter 10, na sabi niyo, after this, the Lord appointed 72. Now, yung 72 rito is different doon sa naunang chapter, yung chapter 9, kung saan He called the 12. You know? Now, bakit ko binibigyan ng diin to? Dahil yung iba nga, ang isip nila, ang pagmimission ay para lang doon sa mga ilang pirasong, kumbaga parang mga elite, so to speak, elite Christians, elite workers para magpunta ron. Of course, I believe that being a missionary is a calling. you know. Pero kahit na sabihin natin hindi tayo full-time na tinatag ng Panginoon sa pagmission, naniniwala pa rin ako na meron tayong pwedeng maging malaking bahagi sa ginagawa ng Panginoon. So gaya ng sinabi ko kanina, itong 72 na binanggit po rito sa Luke 10 ay kaiba po, you know, doon sa 12 na binanggit, which is the original, the, the original apostles na pinadala rin po ng Panginoon to preach the gospel kung saan man sila naroon. Now, these 72 are regular, normal disciples mga mananampalatayang katulad nyo at katulad ko. At ito ay inutusan ng Panginoon na pumunta ahead of Him. Kung saan siya pupunta, pinauna niya lang ang mga ito para ihanda ang mga bagay-bagay. So, ganun po ang nangyari dito. Now, bakit natin uh, kailangan maintindihan ang aspetong ito? Dahil meron pong mga ilang pantas sa Biblia nagsasabi na itong pitumpu o pitumput dalawang ito dahil sa King James, sabi 70 lang. You know? But most of the translation 72. But anyway, uh, many Bible scholars, they refer this 70 doon sa 70 nations in Genesis chapter 10. Now, hindi rin po kaya sa atin in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, yung tinatawag lang proto-evangelium, yun ang kauna-unahang evangelism na inihula na, prenophesy ng Panginoon, na darating yung time na talagang darating ang Panginoon to save the world. Ngayon, with this, with this in mind, uh, it is also interesting to consider dito sa chapter 9, yung huling bahagi ng, ng, ng buong chapter na yan, uh, it talks about the story ng tatlong klase ng tao na yung, yung iba ay nagpresenta sa Panginoon, yung iba ay tinawag ng Panginoon uh, para sumunod sa Kanya, pero they made excuses. And that is what made uh, Jesus disqualify them you know, because of that excuses. Now, so starting uh, ngayon, uh, at this moment, gusto ko kakabigyan ng diin that in God's mission, 
bawat isa sa atin, if you say you're a follower of Jesus, if you say you're a believer of Jesus, if you say you are a Christian, that in God's mission, we should have participation. Would you say that with me? In God's mission, we should have participation. Isa pa, medyo kumbinsin naman natin sarili natin. Huwag nyo lang ako tignan dito dahil ito'y simpleng uh, hinihiling lang. Okay, sabihin natin ulit. In God's mission, we should have participation. How? Paano tayo magkakaroon ng partisipasyon sa mission ng Panginoon? Now, kanina binanggit na doon sa video. And we're going to discuss that in, in, a little, in little details. Number one is we can have part, we can participate by praying. You know? Again, in Luke chapter 10, verse 2, it says, And He said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly. Now, last week, I've established sa inyo, if you're here, that prayer is important. Yes, we need to pray for our needs, but other times, we got to grow even sa prayer life natin. We got to understand that instead of just praying for our needs, we need to also pray for life-changing and nation-transforming prayers. Meaning, dapat lumalago tayo maging sa panalangin na hindi lang pangangailangan natin ang ating ipinapanalangin. Gaya po nung sinabi rito ni Jesus, sabi niya, ipanalangin nyo, manalangin kayo sa Panginoon ng Anihan na magpadala siya ng mga ano, ng mga manggagawa. Now, what is also interesting with this is that they neither prayed for their own needs nor an easy life. Hindi po yun. But what they prayed is what? Laborers. Sabi nyo nga, laborers. Okay, mga manggagawa. Bakit? Dahil sabi nga ng Panginoon, ang aanihin ay napakarami na. Now, this has become a cliche in the Christian world. We always hear that the harvest is plenty, laborers are few. We always hear that. We, we hear it being preached. But the question is, how do we respond with this? And again, it is but right for us to pray for our missionaries. It is our responsibility. It is our God-given duty, not just to pray for our needs, but to pray not just also for the missionaries, but even for the mission works all around the world, especially do sa mga restricted nations. When we say restricted nations, ito yung mga bansa na hindi bukas sa gospel. Mga bansa kung saan ito yung mga Buddhist, mga Hindu, at kung ano-ano pang mga ibat-ibang paniniwala. Now, uh, kung naalala nyo din po, last week, pinag-aralan natin, na nung nakakulong si Paul, at habang siyang nakakulong, doon niya sinulat yung kanyang liham sa, uh, sa kolosas. At ang hiningi niya nung siya nanalangin doon, ay hindi buksan ang pintuan ng kanyang rehas. He didn't pray for the prison, his prison doors to open up. What he prayed is that God would give him an open door so that he could preach the gospel. Nang kaninang maga, nabanggit ko lang, kasi kanina ko lang din naisip, siguro ko si Pablo nasa panahon natin ngayon, at nakulong, at nailagay sa maximum. Palagay ko walang droga doon. Bakit? Alam niyo, hindi pa paig si Paul. Kasi alam niyo, bakit? Ang gagawin niya? Sheshiran niya yung mga yun. Na, na-imagine ko tuloy. Siguro ko nasa panahon natin si Paul at nag-share doon. Men, si Kulango. Palagay ko magaling na evangelist yun. Kita niyo naman kung magkwento, detalyado. Hindi ba? At saka yung, yung, yung isang, uh, ano pa kalan yun, dating pulis na nakulong, magleyo ba yun, magleyo? Di ba? Nakita, palagay ko ba yun mga magagaling naman? Kasi nung tinatanong siya, di ba? Uh, ibig mo, anong nakita mo? Nakagaling siya. Alam niyo, your honor. Di ba? Sabi, oh, magaling, magiging magaling tong evangelist, no? But getting aside, my point is this. Because during the time, during the time of Paul, the believers are praying for him to give him an open door. Kaya alam din natin sa story, di ba? May mga jail guards na naborn again. Merong mga isang buong regiment, the Bible says in the book of Acts, that the whole regiment has heard the gospel. Why? Because of those people, the believers, who are praying for Him. 
Matthew 21, 23 says, My house shall be called the house of prayer. Yun ang sabi ni Jesus. Ang aking tahanan ay tatawaging tahanan ng panalanginan. And when we talk about the house of God, we're not talking about a place like this. Although we may say that this, this houses the believers. But when we talk about the house of God, we're talking about the people, the believers themselves. Ikaw yung house ni Lord. Amen. Because the Bible also declares that when you became a Christian, nung tinanggap mo si Jesus sa buhay mo, bilang Panginoon Tagapagligtas, you become His temple. Amen. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, templo ka ng Diyos. Naniniwala ko. Yung iba, chapel. Pero yung iba, katedral. Okay lang yun. Yan ha? Ang mahalaga, tayo ay pinananahanan ng Diyos. At dahil ang Diyos ay nananahan sa atin, ang nais niya ngayon sa atin ay maging tahanan tayo ng panalangin. Hindi tahanan ng chismis. Amen. Now, ba, naalala nyo last week, binigyan din ko din, nasabi natin, may kapangyarihan ng salita. So kung naniniwala tayo na may kapangyarihan ng salita, maging maingat tayo kung ano ating sinasabi. Nawapoy maging mas makabuluhan ang mga salitang lumalabas sa atin. At isa sa mga kaparaanan para maging makabuluhan ang sinasabi natin ay kapag ginagamit natin ang ating mga salita sa pananalangin. Tignan mo ulit yung katabi mo. Ngitian mo hanggang batok. Sabi mo, mananalangin tayo. Dahil dito, gusto kong ikwento sa inyo to. Uh, yung pong may bilog na yon ay si Doc Demi. Si Doc Demi po ay dating pastor din natin dito sa Alabang, kasama po natin. Sa katunayan, nung siya po ay uh, nagpunta sa, sa Ortigas, at ako'y napunta rito, nagkaroon po ng kaunting, uh, yun ang palitan muna, for exposure. Now, uh, ako po'y pinahiram dito ng, ng anim na buwan, at uh, yun nga po, ikasampung taong ko na. So, ga- ganun po talaga magpahiraman dito. You know? Kaya pag may nagsasabi sa akin, uh, Sunny, pwede ka ba namin hira sa <laughs> Napanood ko na yan, hindi nakikita yan. But anyway, <laughs> eto atin-atin lang. Si Doc Demi po, siya po ang pinakamatanda nating misyonerong pinayagan. You know? At saka si Doc Demi po, uh, bago po ay nakakilala sa Panginoon, siya po ay mayroong sariling ospital sa Cavite. Okay? General surgeon po yan. Yeah, mahilig po yan maghihiwa. <laughs> you know? So again, just to cut the story short and to move forward, when he came to know the Lord, well, God touched his heart, pinago po siya. And until such time, kailan lamang, few years, just few years, nung nagsabi siya na he wanted to be a missionary in Cambodia, ayaw po siyang payagan ng apostolic team dito sa Pilipinas. Kasi kababaypas lang niya. Alright? Tapos, inaisipan namin, eh, kumbaga, retireable na eh. Retireable na. But anyway, again, he asked for prayers. And again, nag-grant naman yung request niya. So, pinadala natin sa Cambodia, nag-plant po siya ng church doon. And at the same time, at the same time, ang ginawa niya, nag-apply siya sa hospital doon. Para lang makapasok ng legal. Alright? Dahil, hindi naman po kaila sa atin, ang Cambodia rin po ay uh, hindi bukas sa gospel. Again, Move forward, there was a time, meron isang pasyente doon sa ospital na kanyang uh, uh, pinagtatrabawuhan na nagkaroon ng cancer. At nasa advanced stage na yung cancer. So, tinaningan na ho ng doktor at pinauwi na. So, nung nabalitaan ito ni, ni, uh, ni Doc Demi, kinuha niya yung kaso. Pinuntahan niya yung babaeng yon at siniran, and again, because of prayer, sabi niyo nga, because of prayer, gumaling po yung babae. At nung gumaling yung babae, natuwa yung kapatid ng babae. Ang pangalan nung, nung lalaki, yung kapatid, si Yoke. Okay? Ngayon, eto yung story. Ang story talaga, nandun kay Yoke. Wala ho sa babae. <laughs> Hindi, kasi ito yung, kinunect ako lang kasi baka mamaya na. Eto yun. Yung si Yoke ay namamahala po ng museum sa Cambodia. 
Nung nabalitaan niya, gumaling yung kanyang kapatid at uh, because of, of, of what uh, Doc Demi did. So, of course, siyempre, hindi more than the prayer, siyempre, may mga ginawa rin ng uh, procedures. Pero, ito maganda ngayon. Tinanong si Doc Demi, noong si Yoke, kung kamusta na, ano masasabi niya sa medical uh, uh, status ng, ng Cambodia. Alam niyo si Doc Demi, ho, eh, yan ho, eh, hindi ko alam kung kamag-anak yan ni, ni Barnabas. He is a son of thunder. Wala akong, wala. Yan pagkausap niyo in your face, ha, sabihin niya kung anong nararamdaman niya. So, prinangka niya yung lalaki. Sabi niya, hindi maganda ang, ang, ang medical practices niyo rito sa Cambodia. So, sabi ng lalaki, pwede mo bang i-email sa akin yan? So, walang katubili, nag-email siya, pinadala. Only to find out a few days after that, yung email niya nalatala sa dyaryo. Tapos pinatawag ko siya nung, ng isa sa mga minister sa, sa Cambodia. You know, yung, yung nagtatrabaho sa, sa government. Again, pinasalamatan ho siya doon. Ngayon, eto na maganda. Yung si Yoke ay binigyan din ho ng, ng, ng authority na bumili ng ospital. Yan yung Sok Hospital. Isa ho sa mga prestigious na ospital sa Cambodia. And the good news is this. Ginawa niya si Doc Demi na tagapamahala ng buong ospital. So, when sure si Doc Demi ngayon sa Cambodia, kilala ho siya doon. Although, hindi siya kilala as a missionary, pero kilala siya bilang isang doktor, magaling na doktor, you know, na, na isa sa mga magagaling na doktor, siya na mama, at yun ang staff niya. Ngayon, ito maganda. Sabi niya, kailangan tayong mag-hire ng mga tao rito. So, binigyan siya, okay, sige, mag-hire ka. Anong qualification mo? Isa lang. Kailangan member ng every nation. Kaya kung kayo doktor, nurse, PT, PT, hindi ba you know, pwede kayo mag-apply dyan. You know, dahil ang unang qualification, tatawin, kung miyembro ka ng every nation. Now, my point is this. All these things happen not by accident, not by chance, not because magaling si Doc Demi. All these things happen because there are believers here in the Philippines and all over the world who are praying for our missionaries and mission works everywhere. Kaya, yun yung, yung aking pamanhik sa inyo. That we can participate. We can have part. Maring wala tayo sa field. But even kahit nandito ka, you can still have part when you pray for the missionaries. And I encourage you, even when you pray for your food, isama magsama kayo ng misyonero. Lord, bless mo itong pagkain na ito. Tsaka yung misyonero kung nasan man siya. O yung misyonero namin sa ganitong lugar. You know? And, and you know, every time we do that, again, we know that God will start to move. Dahil ang Diyos po, He... Although he's sovereign, he's powerful, he can do anything, but oftentimes he will not do anything unless somebody prays. Kaya mahalaga ang panalangin mo. Sabihin sa katabi mo, magpe-pray tayo. Sige, kumbisi mo. Sabihin mo, magpe-pray tayo. Okay. That's why, again, in God's mission, we should have participation. Now, not just in prayer, but we can also have participation in the area of giving, which is kanina narinig nyo doon sa uh, inexhort din. You know? and, and here, we don't flinch in talking about this. I mean, alam ko, dahil maraming kinasabing Pilipinas, sinasabi ng third world country. Ang Pilipinas laging recipient ng mga blessing. But I believe the time will come, and it has already started, that the Philippines is not just a recipient of the blessing and benefit, but this time, the, the Philippines now becomes a blessing to other nations. Siya lang nag-amen. Walang naniniwala. Eh, yung babana na. Ito nga, puro corrupt ang mga anyo. Now, look at this. Verse 7, same chapter, same story and remain the same house, eating and drinking what they provide. Now, I believe, and mag-agree this, this has been my observation. When people get blessed with you, you'll be blessed in return. Liting ko, tagalogin ko. Ito, naobserbahan ko, kinagal-tagal ko ng Kristiyano. 
Pag ang mga tao na bless sa'yo, mabe-bless ka pabalik. I'm not saying na yung taong yun ang mabe-bless sa'yo. It may. Pero, the point is this. When people get blessed with you, and God sees your heart, then in return, God will use other people to bless you. You know, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10, ano sabi ng Panginoon? God is not unrighteous to forget your works and your labor which you have showed as you minister, as you serve other people. When you become a blessing, you will be blessed. I believe that. And I'd like to declare that in faith, that if you will be a blessing, you will be blessed. Nalalo yung kaninang sinabi ni Perry, binasa niya in Genesis chapter 12, sabi niya, I will bless those who bless you. Kaya nga, ano yun eh, parang cycle yun eh. You become a blessing, and then you will be blessed. And when you become blessed, kung sino yung bless sa'yo, ibe-bless din ni Lord. Tignan mo yung katabi mo, tatangin mo, gusto mo bang ma-bless? I-bless mo ko. Hindi, hindi, wow, wow, wow. Ang gagawing pang-control yun. Manipulation yun. Hindi yun. You know, you know always God sees, uh, looks at the heart. But again, the point is in the same, you know, in the same uh, manner. When you bless others, you will be blessed. Kaya yun sinabi niya. What they provide. You know, see, see, see God, when it comes to mission, there are, there are supporters ng mga missionaries. I mean, could you imagine itong mga missionary na ito, nagsasakripisyo na? It's worth na suportahan sila. You know, it's worth na suportahan sila. Alam niyo, naniniwala ko mga misyonero at mga mission workers, these are good grounds para magtanim. I, I can tell you a lot of stories namin, personal, as a family, kahit kayo mag-asawa. Trust me, karamihan ang biyahe namin sa labas are results of not just praying, but even supporting missionaries. Even yung unang trip ko, as, as uh, yung 10 days mission namin, kasama ko misis ko, I was still a student of the School of World Mission at that time. Yung unang labas din namin yun, ano yung bunga yun, yung mga itinanim namin nun sa mga nagbisyon. Because we believe in the principle of sowing and reaping. Amen! You know? Kaya ako din, pagdating dito, whether praying so, or giving, you know, I don't flinch. Hindi ko kinakahiya to. I, I, I don't want to be apologetic on this. Because it's a principle in the scripture. It has been a command for you and me to pray and to support not just the missionaries, but even the mission works. Now, even si Pablo, punayin nyo, si Pablo, sabi niya, in you Philippians, yung mga mananampalataya sa Pilipos, you yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership. Would you say that with me? Partnership. Wala siyang kaba, wala, you know, sabi, walang sumuporta sa akin, walang nagpartner sa akin, maliban sa inyo. And he was talking about the believers in Philippi. You know? And alam nyo naman ng Philippi, ando din sa lugar na yun, yung Macedonia. And in Macedonia, yun din sinabi niya. Now, I really want to encourage you with this. Alam nyo yung Macedonia, parang tayo, parang ikaw. Tatlong bagay lang ang nag-uumapaw. Nag-uumapaw siya sa pagsubok, nag-uumapaw siya sa kahirapan, at nag-uumapaw siya sa kagalakan. Diba? Sounds family. But could you imagine, tatlong nag-uumapaw, isa lang ang positive. Yung joy. Yun lang ang maganda nag-uumapaw sa kanila. Ilan sa inyo rito nag-uumapaw kayo sa affliction, sa mga ayun, pagsubok at mga suliranin at nag-uumapaw kayo sa kahirapan. Huwag nyo nang taas ang kamay nyo. And yet, in spite of their situation, what did they do? They supported Paul. They gave Ito sabi niya, For they gave according to their means, and as I can testify, beyond their means. Could you imagine that? 
wala nang pera, sumusuporto. Kaya nung binabasa ko, sabi ko, parang mga tagalaspinyas to ah. Sabi ko, Lord, nung sinulat mo ba to sa pamagitan ni Pablo, na, na-forsey mo na yung, yung victory laspinyas? Kasi itong ito yung mga dumadalo dun eh. During their time, trust me, sa kanila pagka susuporta ng missionary at saka work, pagka may exhortation sa giving, wala nang pupunta sa CR. Nakikinig sila. Kaya pag sinabi nung, nung nag-exhort, handa na ba kayo magbigay? Sumasok sila, kahapon pa, bilisan mo, bigay na bigay na kami. Are you still here with me? And so they, they, they give. Alam mo, okay, history ni, ni Pablo. Si Pablo, he started as a tent maker. He doesn't want to burden anyone. So what he did, he supported his own, himself. You know? So nagtatrabaho siya as a tent maker. Pero, nung nabalitaan nga ng Philippians at ng Macedonia yung ginagawang mission work ni Paul, sinuporta na. So, because they wanted Paul to do his mission work full-time. Kaya, meron siyang naging partners. Yun yun. Amen. And, and, and just to, to give you this report, even tayo, sinasabi na, the Philippines is like a third world country na puro tayo tanggap. Ang laki ng utang natin. Man, maaring ma- meron tayong utang, but trust me, we are a blessing sa ibang bansa. Nabalitaan niyo yung sa, sa, sa Katmandu, yung, yung Lindol, nung last year, 2015. Nabalitaan niyo yan? Maraming namatay? Okay. Ang buong Every Nation Churches and Campus Ministries, nagpadala tayo ng, ng tulong doon. We raise up uh, about 100,000 US dollars. Pinadala natin doon. Binigay natin yon para matulungan yung mga napinsala doon. So yung Every Nation Church natin doon becomes a, 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 a it became a uh, parang a, a refuge center na nagbigay, nagpadala ng, ng tulong sa kanila. Now, and so with that, to date, as of this moment, to date, almost 5,000 families or over 16,000 individuals have been helped. Hanggang ngayon, nagpapadala pa rin tayo ng tulong. Not just ang Pilipinas, pero yung buong every nation families. Now, my point is this. Kung isipin mo iba, hindi, dapat nga ako tulungan nyo. Mas nga, no, no, no. We, we need to go beyond that. If you got a need, man, start sewing. I, I, I also remember nung bago kami kasal ni Malulon, you know, wala akong pera noon. Siya, may damit na ako, wala pa. Gusto ko nga mag-shorts na lang eh. Pero I remember, I was challenged by my pastor. Sabi niya, uh, if what you have in your hand is not enough for a harvest, turn it into a seed. Ibig sabihin, kundi sa pa niyo na sa kamay mo, sa pangangailangan mo, itanim mo. Now, sinong matino ang ulo na wala ka ng pera, magbibigay ka pa? Dahil yun ang sabi ng mundo. Pero iba sinasabi ng Diyos. Amen. Ang prinsipyo ng Diyos, opposite sa prinsipyo ng mundo. So I, I still remember, you know, nung binigay ko yun, the only, the only money I have, ikakasal na ako. Nabuti na lang nun, hindi katulad ngayon, maarte ngayon ng mga ano eh, di ba? Kailangan ilang buwan, bayad ka na, nakareserve. Buti nun, di pa uso yun. Thank God. Dahil kung noon uso yun, baka binata pa ako ngayon. Sayang, namiss ako ni Malu. Now, but getting aside, again, you know, ngayon din, also, at this point in time, meron tayong nine scholars from, from, uh, from Nepal na pinag-aaral natin ngayon at tinutulungan yung pamilyang yun. Yeah. And also, dahil doon sa giving natin, you know, hindi naman kailan sa inyo, uh, yung mga datihan na rito, that every month we have pledged our giving in, the, in, in mission uh, works. Yeah. So, yung faithful giving natin, may nasuportahan tayo mga pinag-aaral doon scholars natin na kapag 
tayo pa ngayon sila doon ng kanilang student center kung saan sila nakakapag-meet. Yan yung mga nangyayari doon. Another is, uh, story, Timor-Leste. Ang uh, missionary natin diyan kaklasiko doon sa School of World Mission, si uh, Pastor Gilbert Naron. Uh, he's from Cavite. Now, may mga anak yung alilit pa, dinala niya because he felt that God wanted them to go there. Timor-Leste is parang actually parang Pilipinas. Pero mas blessed pa tayo kesa doon sa Timor-Leste. Anyway, again, to cut the story short, yung giving natin has helped yung Timor-Leste put up a student center where they also hold their regular Sunday services and training. At marami na po sila ngayon na titrain. Yan, yan, nakikita nyo yan. Now, you might say, eh, kukunti lang naman yan. Alam nyo, sa Pilipinas, napakapalad natin. Kasi dito, kahit saan, kahit na anong oras, pwede mo yung pangaralan sa salita ng Diyos. Hindi mo basta pwedeng gawin yan sa ibang bansa. Na, naintindihan nyo po ba? At para ikaw pumunta sa isang bansa na hindi ka pamilyar sa kultura, malaking challenge yan. It's really getting out of your comfort zone. Praying is getting out of your comfort zone. Giving is getting out of your comfort zone. But you know, why you do what you do, because alam mo, yun ang pinag-uutos ng Panginoon. And that when you obey God, just like yung sinabi ka na Peri, merong mga naka, nakaantabay din yung pangako ang Diyos para sa iyo. Narito pa ko ba kayo? So, we can participate. You know, in God's mission, we should have participation. We can, we can pray, we can give, and lastly, we can go. Meron sa inyo rito, Alam ko, and I just know that in my spirit. Meron sa inyo rito that God is being preparing, God is preparing you to be a missionary. It may not be at this very moment, but you just know, you just know, God has placed a, a nation in your heart that you've been, you know, di mo intindi sarilo minsan. Minsan nagigising ka, minsan akala mo lang gusto mong mamasyal doon, no? but more than the pamamasyal, until it becomes a burden to you, probably God is calling you to go. Kaya sabi niyo, after this, the Lord appointed 72, yung kanilang binasa natin verse 1, and sent them. Sabi niyo nga, sent them. Now, tandaan niyo, babalikan ko yan, ha? Sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. Now, again, kukumpere ko, ha? Sent them, verse 1. Verse 2, it says, And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out. Sabi niyo nga, send out. Aning verse 1? Send them. And in verse 2, send out. Now, this is interesting. Bagamat itrinanslate sa wika English na halos pareho, pero ang salitang Grego niya, magkaiba. Now, paintulutan niyo lang ako ngayon. Gagamit. Ngayon lang ako gagamit. Paintulutan niyo muna. Para kunyari, matalino tayo. Okay? Para kunyari, matalino tayo. Magkaibang meaning niya sa Greek word. Dahil yung sent na yan, doon sa verse 1, ang ibig sabihin nun, nakita niyo ba? Nababasa niyo? Hindi. Oh, eto yon. Apostelo. Kung saan kinuha natin katagang apostoles. Okay. Ang ibig sabihin niyan, apostles go willingly understanding the need, the responsibility, and the urgency of their message. So yung apostelo is to send someone on a mission to deliver a message. Yun ang Greek word niya. Kaya pinadala ni Jesus yung 72. Yan. Apostelo. Jesus apostelo them. But interestingly, in verse 2, yung send out, is the word ekbalo. Sabihin nyo nga, ekbalo. Isa pa, ekbalo. Ibig sabihin niyan is to drive, force, or cast out. It's the same Greek word na ginamit ni Jesus when He cast out demons. Now, hindi naman natin kinakast out yung mga missionary. <laughs> Pero ang punto dito is this. Ito lang ibig sabihin nun. You know, yung apostelo is that 
Voluntaryo. Out of obedience. They went. Yung igbalo, ayaw nila. Kaya na puwersa. Pwinersa sila. Something to, to think about. Naniniwala ba kayo sa Diyos? Walang aksidente? Ha? Walang aksidente? Lahat may layunin? Okay. History ng Pilipinas. Saan kilala? Bigyan niyo ako ng isang bagay na kilala ang, ang, ang Pinoy ever since. OFWs. Tama? Tama ba? OFWs. Kilala tayo eh. Ever since. Hanggang sa nababa na nga lang yung iba sa atin. Alam ba niyo mga Pinoy na OFWs ngayon, 10 million Filipinos in more than 180 countries of the world. 10 million. Now, my question is this. Was it an accident that 10 million Filipinos are out there? Now, you know why? Because one of the redemptive gifts ng Pilipinas is that, as I said, a prophecy, the Philippines will become the jumping board of evangelism to the whole world. Alam nyo, karamihan dyan, nakakilala sa Panginoon kung sa sila na destino. In fact, apat sa mga every nation churches natin sa Middle East, tatlo sa every nation churches natin, sa mga, okay? Tatlo sa mga every nation churches natin sa Canada. Alam niyo ba kung nagpasimula? Mga OFWs na Pinoy. Walang full-time na pastor. They just started as an ordinary OFWs. Nagkaroon ng burden, shared the gospel, nagkaroon ng small group, lumaki. Ngayon, may mga churches. That is how God is using Pinoy. Ilan sa inyo mga Pinoy dito? Yung sigurado. Yung sigurado. How many of you are proud to be Pinoy? I'm proud to be Pinoy. Amen. Oh, punoy nyo to. Di ba kayo nagtataka? Bakit ang, dito sa atin, ang daming bidyoke. Oh, halos bawat kanto, buti lang may, may regulation na ngayon, hanggang alas gis na lang. Pero bakit ang daming bidyoke? Aksidente ba? Mahilig lang tayong magkakanta? Hindi. Because another uh, redemptive gift ng Pinoy is worship. Worldwide kilala ang Pinoy when it comes to music. Ay, hindi ko alam sa inyo, maaaring hindi kayo nag-agree dahil mahilig kayo sa music, wala na mahilig ang music sa inyo. Now, my point is this. Ang Diyos may inilagay na dito sa Pilipinas, may inilagay na sa ating mga Pinoy. Because he, yeah, oh, history, history, oh, history. Anong pangalan ng, ng bansa natin? Philippines. Kanino kinuha? Kay King Philip. Si King Philip, sa kinuha pangalan niya? Kay Philip the Evangelist. Ang, ang, ang sinasabi lang natin dito is that bukod sa pananalangin, bukod sa pagbibigay, pwedeng tayo mismo pontrol. In fact, Gusto ko lang hamunin kayo. I-ano lang natin ng konti. Hindi aksidente kung nasa ka ngayon. Hindi aksidente kung sa ka nag-aaral. Hindi aksidente kung sa ka nagtatrabaho. May purpose si Lord, ba ka nandun? Intindihan niyo po ba? At yun ay higit pa kaysa magtrabaho lang. Dahil ikaw ay kristyano, naniniwala akong layo ng Panginoon, ay gamitin ka para may bahagi sa salita ng Diyos doon kung nasa ka man. Kung tayo man ay pupunta sa ibang bansa, whether anong purpose mo, magtrabaho ka, o ikaw ay mamasyal, magbakasyal, regardless of the, the, our own personal purpose, divine purpose of God is for you to be a channel of blessing for other nations. When we went to Korea, you know, what we did, we just speak blessing to Korea. Hindi kami nag-mission. We're there, just, just, you know, as a family. You know, but we speak blessing. We started blessing Korea. Lalo when we went to War Museum, nakita namin kung ano yung parte ng Pilipinas doon. Tayo pala, ang kauna-unahang bansa sa Asia na tumulong sa Korea nung nagkaroon silang gera. Oh, hindi natin alam yun. Pero we became a blessing to them. 
Now, more than anything else, I do believe the greatest blessing we can give to other nations is when we start sharing the gospel, the love of Jesus Christ to them. Amen. Come on, give Him praise. In fact, ngayon po, as of this present, we have 150 long-term missionaries worldwide. Noy pips to, man. Mga noy pips to, 150 long-term missionaries. They're out there. That's why we need to pray for them. That's why we need to support them. Another story. Yesterday was, uh, he grew up as a Hindu, you know? And engaged po siya ng 10 days mission. O, para po sa kalamang iba, yung 10 days mission, meron po tayong mga tawag namin dito, mga missioners, well, within 10 days or usually 2 weeks, they would raise their funds, they would go to a certain nation and share the gospel there. Yun yung mga 10 days mission. Na-reach out, uh, na-encuentro itong si Diwas. Ngayon, nung na-encuentro siya, dahil hindu siya, hardcore, ayaw niyong paniwalaan. He doesn't want to know anything about Jesus, about His work, and everything. So, long story short, bago umalis, mga certain few days, bago umalis, chinalinge niya. Sabi niya dito kay Diwas, I'd like you to challenge Jesus. So, tawag niya, Jesus challenge. So, sa kanya, normal, wala lang. Okay? So, pag-uwi niya, there was a time, naalala niya yun. Eh, bagot na bagot na siya sa bahay niya. So, naalala niya yung, yung Jesus challenge. So, simple lang man. Sabi niya, ang prayer niya lang, sabi niya, Jesus, if you are real, talk to me right now. Or manifest yourself. You know what happened? Wala. Wala nangyari. But out of nowhere, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, he got his dictionary. Oh, yeah, what, was it a dictionary or anything? Hindi ko ma-recall ko anong book yung, kung dictionary or what. And trust me, when he was cunning, just random, random opening, you know what had happened? He opened to that page where the name of Jesus appeared. At yun ang unang-una niya nakita. Was it a coincidence? I don't think so. Ay, pastor, ano lang yan? Nakachamba lang yan. Okay, o si, chamba. Okay. Lumipas ang mga araw, nagpunta siya sa isang government uh, uh, office nila para may nasikaso. To his surprise, pagdating niya ron, the line was so long that according to him, testimony, it will take him three hours bago siya makarating doon. He remembered again the Jesus challenge. And in the same way, sabi niya, Jesus, if you're real, okay, I don't want to wait for long. Get me there in front. And to her surprise, wala uli nangyari. But after a few minutes, somebody from the office went out, tinuro siya, you, go with me. We'll go there in front. Oh, yung ba aksidente pa? Now, you see, sometimes, ito yun eh, tayo mga Pinoy, we don't normally notice that. Kasi masyado tayong pamilyar kay Jesus. Pero sa mga tao, katulad no na hindi talaga kilala si Jesus, alam niyo ba sa ibang bansa, mas nagmamanifest ang presence ni Lord? Ano ba kahit mga, pakiganito, kahit mga Muslim, si Lord nagpapakita. Dito sa atin. Kasi alam ni Lord, dito na dead-dead ma siya eh. eh. Hindi sa Victory Las Piñas, sa, sa ibang ano. No? Kasi dito, walang dumi-dead ma kay Jesus eh. Diba? Diba? Yun yun. Ngayon, alam niyo mga kasama niya? Mula noon, naniwala siya. The boy si Jesus. He gave and surrendered his life to Jesus. And now, yung mga lalaking yan, except yung nakapulang yun na katabi niya, mga kano niya, kababayan niya, parte ngayon ng small group nila. Siya mismo ang nag-share tungkol kay Jesus. Why? Because that was a result of those people who went there and reached out those who do not know the Lord. Amen? Come on, give Him praise.
Another one. Tapos, tapos na ako. Okay. Yung monk na ito, pinagta namin pangalan niya. Pinagta ng, 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 ng missions department. Pangalan niya si Sunday. Okay? And just to cut the story short, na-engage din siya ng mga 10 days missions. And you know, ano siya ngayon? He's our pastor in one of the underground churches in a restricted nation. Now, the reason why we don't just say because uh, for security purposes. Ang punto ko, may imposible ba kay Lord? Hindi. Nagahanap lang siya ng mga taong susunod sa kanya. Okay. So, ngayon, yan yung mga nangyayari. Now, I'll just end with this. Kasi, di ba yung, yung, yung apostelo is voluntarily na sumunod, pinadala. Yung ekbalo, dahil hindi sumunod, na pwersa. Alam nyo na sa Bible yan. Kasi sa Acts 1, yun po sabi ng Panginoon, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my, what? Witnesses. Ilan sa inyo, you believe the Holy Spirit is in you. Pero unahin ko na, tandaan nyo, kayong naniniwala na nasa inyong balang spirito, ikaw at ako ay sama-samang magiging saksi. Yung witness. Kesa kung ano-anong pinagsasaksi natin, Saksi na natin si Lord. Amen. Alam niyo, sa totoo lang, atin natin lang to. sa totoo lang, kayo ang mga tunay na saksi ni Jehovah. Oh. Dalang isang saksi, nakaranas andun na experience niya. Ilan sa inyo, na-experience niyo si Lord? Oh, saksi ka? Tignan mo yung katabi mo sa amin, isa kang saksi. Oh. Kaso, ito yung history. Di ba? Inutusan sila, you'll be my witnesses. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, Atem. Pag binasa niyo yung book of Acts, hanggang chapter 7, nakontento sila doon sa lugar nila, sa Jerusalem. Kasi, okay naman sila, masaya naman sila ro, dumadami naman sila. Doon yung ginawa ni Lord? Oh, inikbalo sila. They were being apostelo, but they disobeyed. So what the Lord did, He ikbalo them. In chapter 8, verse 1, sabi ron, there arose on that day a great persecution against the church. Where? In Jerusalem. And what happened? They were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria. Di ba yung sinabi? Okay. Talong tayo sa verse 4. And now, those who were scattered went about, what did they do? They preached the word. Now, I'll just end with this. If we will not apostelo, we will be ikbalo. If we will not obey Acts 1.8, we will experience Acts 8.1. Yun yun. Amen? Kaya tayo hindi tumitigil. Ayaw natin tayong pwersahin ni Lord. Kaya tayo sumusunod. And just to give you a glimpse, an Asia snapshot. Ngayon, in, in the whole Asia region, you know, meron akong 46 nation tayong, merong every nation na Pinoy ang nagtanim. Isn't that good? Konti na lang to, men. In fact, 2020 vision natin, may natitira pa tayong from 2017 next year hanggang 2020. Yan na lang ang aabuti natin, ubus na ang bansa sa Asia. Narating na ng mabuting balita. At alam niyo sabi ng Panginoon, at ang aking salita, ang aking mabuting balita ay marinig ng lahat ng tao at darating na ang wakas. Ako, malapit na. Pero hindi ko siya nasabing sa 2020, ha? 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 Amaya, niyo ako. 2016 alone, yung 10 days mission natin. You know, just for this year alone, we have reached to 26 nations. We have 60 teams as of September lang ang umalis for a short-term mission. We have 37 teams to go by October to December and 516 missioners, meaning short-term missionaries. 
as of September and 296 more ang aalis until December. Now, my point is this. Man, hindi tayo tumitigil. Pagdating dito, hindi natin chinachani ang kaarian ng Diyos. Kasi tayo, hindi tayo chinachani rin ng Diyos. That's why we support it. All out. When we deal about God's mission, we should have participation. We could either pray, we could either give, or we could either go. Whatever way you feel that the Lord is placing in your heart, then you have to obey God.